Welcome to Voices from Freeze LA, brought to you by luxury fashion destination, Matches Fashion. I'm Bryony Stone, head of editorial at Matches Fashion, and in this series, we head to LA to celebrate Freeze and see the city through the eyes of history-making LA insiders. In this episode, my guest is artist Gabriela Sanchez. Gabriella combines graphic type with figurative painting to a pop art effect. Her process begins with writing personal essays from which she later collects words. Sanchez earned a BFA from Point Loma Narazine University, and since graduating, she has created graphic work for the Obama administration and brands and organizations, including Planned Parenthood. Gabriella's work has been shown at the Armory Show and at the Crocker Art Museum and is held there in the permanent collection as well as in the permanent collection of the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. In this episode, we speak about the influence that growing up in Pasadena, a city northwest of downtown LA, has had on Gabriella's work. So to start things off, I'd love to hear you describe your practice um, as you see it today in your own words. Yeah, I think uh, my practice is always like changing and flowing depending on really what I'm experiencing. And I really see it as a, it's something that is really therapeutic for me. It's something that I do as like a actual daily practice for myself. Um, so there's an element of that as well. And then combined with that comes what parts do I want to make legible for the viewer in these certain contexts? What parts do I want to maybe keep concealed or a little less legible for my own um, personal reasons? But yeah, I would describe it as a daily practice pretty much. Mm. And you start out with these personal essays before painting and then... Um, you those essays essentially come part of your work. I presume that they're something that's concealed. How does that process work? It is always a little different. I um, I think like writing is in an informal way is kind of something that has also followed me along. So I do writing just in private, a lot of times Google Docs, sometimes just a random slip of paper. But it's really just like digesting my own thoughts what am I thinking about because I think in these paintings you see themes and repetition come up and so writing really helps me kind of organize my own thoughts and then be able to talk about them too and so sometimes the writing comes before the paintings and sometimes the writing comes after the paintings and some of the words that I put in my paintings have come from these personal essays that um, are really influenced by my own life experience or by um, books that I'm reading or conversations that I'm having. They're all kind of, they're very dynamic and kind of range widely. Mm. And your practice is very much then a mode of personal expression and I'd mm-hmm. like to hear you say this idea about it being kind of therapeutic in a way. I think writing is often like that. I also wanted to touch upon this idea of typography because 
Um, you use typography as this visual mode of expression, but obviously typography in and of itself changes the way that we perceive words and the way that we perceive language. And you use it to interrogate words and I guess to question their meaning or to shift or to change how words are coded. So how did you come to typography and how did you decide to work within that way? So I also used to study or do graphic design. That's how I kind of found my way to painting actually was through graphic design because before that I was I was making art but it was video like glitchy video art we like very new genres anything that was not painting but to pay the rent and make money I was doing graphic design and then I felt I really fell in love with with composition and layout and typography and working on the commercial side with graphic design I um, became really like attuned to the subtle changes that a font for example would make for a certain word and what cues that would give and that's something that I became really interested in incorporating in my work and you can see that through my play um, primarily through gothic scripts and uh, sans serif fonts and how those change the words. And do you make a distinction between um, the more graphic work that you do, so for example a commission from your artistic practice, and if so, how do you switch between those different mindsets? Yeah, I do, and sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. It kind of depends on the project. If someone, like I just did a a large uh, mural which it was all graphic. Um, I did it on the computer and digitally, with typography and images and coloring and stuff. But it was for a mural project where they curate artists to create billboards essentially um, in the city. And I got full free range and could do whatever I wanted and fully guide the whole project and do my, go through the steps of my process as is. And so that I actually do see as part of my practice still because I do, um, I don't really separate between mediums like I work in a lot of different ways and I feel like it all informs each project and it all comes together and is visible after a while. But then there's other projects where maybe it's for, I feel like I need kind of a break from uh, being in one particular painting or project but still need to make money so then I'll do a commercial project and maybe I'll take one where I feel like I can step back and step out of my own kind of particular voice in this way and kind of work within the parameters of someone else's brand or brief or whatever it is and that I don't really necessarily see as a part of my practice I see it as my work and I'm doing it but it's not my because my I include the whole process as my practice as well you know not just the finished um, visual I want to talk a bit about LA. How would you characterize your relationship to the city and and in particular, your relationship to the art scene there? Yeah, Um, so I'm third generation. So my family has been here for a while. And so I feel very intimately connected to the area and to the city. My, we all have my grandparents, my parents, uh, my sibling, myself, we all have our own experiences within the city, within the different um, neighborhoods around it, and they all layer on top of each other. Um, where I, my studio is downtown right now, and 
where I'm at, my grandma used to work as a seamstress down there, and my dad used to hang out down there, and now I'm down there working. And um, so there's always these layered stories that end up coming out. And, you know, you have family members who remember when these cities used to be mostly farmland. And so there's just a lot of history, and it feels very um, familiar and feels very much like home. Mm. Um, And then the connection to the art world, I think... um, the art scene is very organic. There's so many people crossing paths and living on top of each other. And um, there's, especially downtown, you see everything from graffiti to uh, craftspeople actually making objects or or flower arrangements or whatever it is. And um, there's all this kind of shared um, making that I think happens in LA, especially because there's a lot of industry down here in fabrication. And so I think the art scene for me connects in a wide range from connecting to the galleries where you have um, a lot of us who have grown up in the area and you can see that through the palettes or icons that they use in their paintings. Um, but then you also connect to the actual city itself and the, um, the makers that are outside of that as well. Mm. Are there any artists who live locally, so artists or creatives who have been influential when it comes to shaping your practice? Most recently, for sure, Shizu Saldamando. She's been, um, she's been great. We've been able to like have regular studio visits, especially over the pandemic, which was super helpful and grounding. And she um, grew up going back and forth between San Francisco and um, and LA. And also Michael Alvarez. He also. Um, during the pandemic would hang out with Shizu and I in the studio visits and um, we were able to have really good collective conversations and see where we all, um, where our connection points meet and where we have our own experiences as well. And um, also my friend Diana Diaz, she's helped me with a few projects and she has her own practice as well and has and grew up in LA as well and that's been a really um, formative connection for me as well. Are you going to go to Freeze? Um, yeah, I mean, I hope so. I think so. <laughs> Is there anything that you're particularly excited about? Um, I'm excited to see what it's like just in a new location as well. Um, and I'm also excited to see um, Jay Lynn Gomez and Patrick Martinez. They're um, doing a joint project together. So I think that'll be really cool. Um, they both do painting, but also do um have a multimedia practice so I think it'll also be some installation or something like that so I'm excited for whatever the experiences that they're going to bring. When you're in LA is there anywhere that you go in particular to feel inspired so um, I know you probably want to see your studio maybe you don't want to see your (laughs) studio but outside of that in the city is there anywhere that you find particularly inspiring? Um I like being in Pasadena by the mountains. It's definitely like, it. I feel like it gives a, it, where you can like have a little more quiet, you can hear the birds, you can kind of, I don't know, just think about um, really like be present where sometimes in the city, in the like hustle and bustle of it all, it's always moving. And um, I find it really inspiring and find it, uh, like a real moment of clarity when I can like get away and be closer to the mountains that we see we can still see all the time from downtown. 
And for someone who had a few days in LA, so for example, someone that's flown in Mm -hmm. for freeze for freeze week, is there anything in particular that you would say you have to go there or you have to eat that or you have to Uh, do that? I always like, um, I think a fun experience would be going to check out the Vincent Price Museum. Um, It's part of ELAC. Um, in so the uh, college over in East LA um, and they have uh, really good programming all the time and um, are super super warm and friendly and then if you go around the corner you could go to Cook's Tortas which is like really um, amazing sandwiches basically but they also like make their own bread and have a lot of like pastries and stuff too Um, yeah it's really good that sounds really good And I know that I've spoken to you quite a bit about writing and people's artistic practices and who inspires you and, and who's kind of around in your local community. But I'm also interested in hearing, are there any writers that you're reading at the moment whose work that you love? I'm read- So I actually read a lot of like um, sci-fi and fantasy and like a lot of times it ends up being like YA, like young adult, because you it's like you can do that more in a sitting rather than some of the adult ones get really heavy into the science part which is cool but not always for me (laughs) um but there's this one writer Zoraida Cordova and um she's written a bunch of different books and I'm reading now one right now called The Inheritance of Orchidea Divina um which has been really cool and interesting it's like about a whole family history like a whole family that has each person has their own story but it has a lot of kind of magical realism in it or just full-on fantasy um and that's been a really fun read so more for like the academic that kind of like does end up wrapping up into art and like how to move the undercommons by fred moton and stefano hammy i guess i've been working my way through that as well and it's uh it's been really interesting it like it's a bit philosophical but also practical and is a bit about how um how just we move through society how we want to move through society if we have certain goals in mind and but in a practical way of like how do we kind of mitigate the the oppressive dynamics that are inbuilt in our systems and um, and that means really looking at them and a lot of times it gets into economics and the actual practical money side of it as well which is really interesting to me it can be a bit dense but it's definitely worth the read as mm. I think so far mm, I have to have a look Gabriella it was such a pleasure to speak to you thank you so much for your time and I really appreciate it and we look forward to seeing your map that you're creating for matches oh thank you it was great meeting you all Voices from Freeze LA is a Matches Fashion podcast. Please hit subscribe to discover future episodes and share with anyone you think might enjoy it. To discover what's on and see the city through the eyes of history-making LA insiders, head to matchesfashion.com or join the conversation online by searching for Matches Fashion. Matches Fashion.